The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Making the world your lover. That's what we're here to do, my darlings. That's what we do through my online joy school at lisamaccord.com, through my newest book, Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness. And it's what we're going to do right here, right now together on the Do Joy podcast, where I bring you fascinating guests with powerful insights for elevating your personal vibration. Deep lasting happiness is a skill you can learn, and I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. We're in the thick of the holiday season, love bugs. How are you holding up? With all the beautiful opportunities for celebration and togetherness and yummy foods and parties beneath all of that, there are simultaneously some pretty ripe opportunities for loneliness, sadness, grief, anxiety around getting it all done and meeting the expectations of others. And it's all okay. It's all human. And it's not unusual for some of our long buried emotions to surface this time of year. For lots of folks, it's a time of forced reconnection with family of origin. And many of us have some dynamics there that might have been just denied or maybe swept under the rug. Holidays are when the rug gets pulled back and we have an opportunity to do some sweeping up of those dust bunnies that have been hiding under the rug, do some healing work around these relationships. But as we know, healing work is not always pleasant or easy. So if any of that is up for you, please don't feel alone there. Try to hold in your heart that just as you are changing and evolving and growing all the time, they might be too, and they might not. So you wanna try to stay unattached to outcomes, but still be able to hold out that possibility that whatever you perceive to be the hurtful patterns or dynamics from the past, all of that may have shifted or changed or dissipated in some way. So you want to treat these relatives that you maybe haven't seen in a while as though they're brand new acquaintances with every potential of being purely delightful and easeful this time around. In the words of D.H. Lawrence, we are changing, 
we have got to change and we can no more help it than leaves can help going yellow and coming loose in autumn. So in this season of change and to support you in your commitment to accepting change or lack of it in yourself and those around you, I bring you my beautiful wise guest for this episode. Elizabeth Hamilton Garino is the founder of the Best Ever You Network and Chief Executive Officer of Compliance 4. Through these companies, she's helped individuals and organizations around the world to be their best and achieve world-class excellence with gratitude-based behavior and belief systems. She's one of America's foremost personal and corporate development consultants, specializing in mindset, gratitude, change management, strategy, leadership, and taking action. She's a member of Forbes Business Council, author of multiple books. She lives her daily life with multiple life-threatening food allergies, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Welcome, beautiful new friend, Elizabeth. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm delighted. I'm, I'm so happy that our paths have crossed. I love finding a, a just a soul sister like you out of the blue and, and adding you to my family. So I'm, I'm so happy that we're connected. <laughs> yeah, I am too. And, and congratulations on your book. I know it, it, it launched in August and it uh, must be doing really well for your joy. I love your book. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And I love yours. Let's talk about the change guidebook. What, what is it about change that we wacky humans both crave and fear so much? Probably exactly that. <laughs> that we crave and fear it. Um, yeah, you know, I wanted to write a book that met people right in that moment of the crave and fear crossing um, to help guide them forward in whatever's going on. So it's a book to help you manage change, whether it's a change that you you know deliberately want to make or a change that you didn't exactly ask for. Oh, good yeah. distinction. Yeah, it is. Sometimes we have those clubs that we don't want to join and uh, we're there and it just, it completes, it completely helps you navigate uh, change in whatever's going on and I, I think I learned a lot of this from my dad being so ill for so long mm. um, you know that that loop that he and we got thrown for when he had a stroke uh, in, back in 2004 and uh, really I, I feel I think when I for me when I talk about change I know a lot of us make intentional changes and things like that but I think a lot of us really get stuck at various points, either trying to make change or when it's change we just didn't ask for and we're trying to navigate. And resisting it. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Re resisting those changes that we didn't look for, didn't ask for, forgetting that that's just part and parcel of this human experience. We are here and we're all perishable creatures and we're going to have loss. And it's it's something that's not really avoidable probably for anyone on this path. but definitely being able to approach those changes and manage those changes with all the grace and ease that you help people to to do that with is is the key I yeah like i you know i have a i have a lot of fun with this topic and it's funny in a house of six because we have we have four sons they're 22 24 26 and 28 now um you know they all navigate change differently. The approach is differently, and it's different. And it's it's interesting to sit back and kind of observe how people navigate what they navigate and what tools they use. So I've incorporated some of the some of the kids' stories in here, some of the husband stories, the married twenty five years stories. You know, all those things go in because you know at, at the heart of it, it's you know change is a constant thing, 
and it's always happening no matter what. And I think a lot of us are trying to figure out how to control the chaos. Yeah, and I love how you point out that that's going to be unique for each of us. Our best ways of controlling it and handling it probably isn't a cookie cutter system, right? Um, no, it's not. But I think I think one of the things that you can do is learn about the topic and take what works for you in those moments. So I think I think anytime you have books like yours, um, you know, about joy, you know, or books about change or success or grief or whatever they are. Um, in your best life toolbox to reach for when you need them. You know, if you've trained yourself to, you know, on the topic a little bit better when things come up, you can kind of navigate a little bit better. I know um, in 2020, when the, when the pandemic hit and so forth, one of the things that I did, I spent the, spent the year learning about forgiveness. Mm. And it was so interesting to me to learn as much as I could about forgiveness. And in other years, I've done things like learned about abundance or whatever. I, I, I feel I always pick a word at the at beginning of the year. Best ever, you kind of started that in the in the country. It, like this past year, I think it went like viral. Mm. Um, and, but we, we do the pick a word and kind of root in that word for the year. And um, so it's... That- change is a good word to learn about I thought I'm like okay who's going to root and change and then you quickly learn not many people <laughs> sometimes because it's such a tricky topic and so we 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 changed the word change a little bit I, I swear I could be in a, a thing of you know like a line of 400 cars and say let's talk about change and the traffic would clear because people <laughs> just don't love it that's so funny, funny and true, and yet that's yeah. what life is for everyone. I'm I'm sure the quote is in your book. I can't think who said it now, but there's the, the only constant is change. There is nothing yeah. you know else that that happens for us. That's beautiful. I love those examples that you gave, and and you say that now is especially when we should be learning these skills, right? I agree, but I'm wondering what it is about like right now in history that makes it so critical. Oh boy. Well, I think things are changing more than ever now. And um, at, a, at a really, it feels to me like at a really fast pace and clip as well. And um, so anytime you get a chance to talk about things like aligning your heart, aligning your truths and aligning your energy to help you make true change and lasting change and transformative change, um, that's kind of my wheelhouse where I, where I really teach people those three concepts so that they can you know not be so scared of change when it comes around and um, whatever's happening it kind of I kind of boil it down to it kind of doesn't matter what's happening around you in a way because you've got these tools in your toolbox to navigate yeah yeah that's the sweet spot that's where you want to be when it really doesn't matter what's happening out there because even our desires even what we want to happen out there changes on a dime right we we can't really be all that dependent on our external circumstances to to bring us joy or peace or comfort because they're always going to change and whether we want them to or not and i love your instruction to align with the the heart truth and energy so let's talk about those words those are are all beautiful threads i want to pull on yeah well the book's divided into those three sections hearts truths heart truths and energy and i really feel like um for for anybody who desires that 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 real change uh, concept. I think that you need to think with your heart. I think you need to live and show up authentically and understand that you're going to go where you place your energy. And I think when those things align, when your heart, truths, and energy align, you can do pretty much anything. And I think of, of if I broke down each one of those things, I think one of the most important things that we forget 
I think we, we know emotionally how we feel, whether we process it or not. I think we know that how to take action sometimes. Sometimes it might be the wrong one. We're afraid. But I think really of those three things, the living and showing up authentically is so important to talk about because I think the world needs more of us authentically, who we are, who we want to be, rather than like fakey fake um, or not really living your truth. Why do you think it is, Elizabeth, that the people have such a hard time expressing and and just living as their most true version of themselves? This is really dear to my heart and work as well. Well, I think it's it's all in how you think other people are going to perceive you. Are you going to fit in? Are you not? Are you strong? Do you have self-confidence? Do you have the confidence enough to be who you really want to be and do the things that you really want to do? Um, you know, there's so there's so much that rests um, with p- the people around us as well. Like it's, it can be really hard to live your truth if you have naysayers around you. For example, it could be it could be really hard. For example, to say, well, you know, I'm I'm eight years old and I want to be a professional baseball player, and have somebody tell you, well, you're never going to be that, or um, it, or or any aspect of yourself, anything you're trying to achieve, do be anything. Um, Sometimes all it takes is one person to say something that your ears don't hear right and it sticks with you. And so I think a lot of the times we're unprogramming or we're unlearning, we're relearning, and we need to make sure that we surround ourselves almost like, I always say there's a couple things we need in life really strongly, and that's earplugs and bubble wrap. Um, Both um, earplugs and bubble wrap, earplugs and bubble wrap all day long to live your truth authentically. Wow. Um, I do. I have had so many times where I just want to equip each of my kids with earplugs and bubble wrap and send them out the door to school or wherever they're going to go college because the impact other people have on them, you know, um, can be profound if you're not trained oh. to, to, to stand on your own two feet and grounded in gratitude or joy or whatever the other things you want to ground in to, to stand up for your authenticity. I am so going to borrow earplugs and bubble wrap. That's just a perfect, perfect metaphor. I think I shared with you in a prior conversation, I have a transgender daughter and I do a lot of work with the LGBTQ kids. And, um, you know, it's, it's, they have their own unique, particularly the transgender kids have gender dysphoria, which is its own unique bucket of characteristics and things to work with. But underlying all of that, it's the same thing that we all are dealing with. It's it's that programming, that conditioning. We're tribal creatures. We're still wired to, to need acceptance and love from the tribe. We're still we still have that primitive brain programming that says if we're ostracized from the tribe, it means our certain death, right? Even though that's not the case anymore, we, we have that lingering conditioning and it's so, so, so strong and it, it breaks my heart with these you know, transgender kids today, but it's, it's just a extension of what most of us grow up feeling and at some point we get the idea that our love, our acceptance is conditional on us being what others want us to be. And I cannot agree with you more that, that breaking those patterns of thought and arming ourselves with bubble wrap and, and earplugs would go a long yeah. way toward, um, toward our joy. Yeah, well put. Yeah, um, the gentleman who cuts our hair um, and who came to our house and cut our hair in the garage even during the pandemic um, is a member of the LGBTQ community. T- 
LGBT. Did I say that right? LG. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get all the initials right. You can correct me. What is it again? LGBT. Yeah. You can put the Q. I do that. You've heard me stumble on my words a few times. And I want to make sure I get that right. But, you know, I've heard stories of him being bullied that just make me sad. And it's like, oh, I have to, you know, I've had talks with him about living his truth and being who he authentically is and he's faced so much adversity and he's in his mid-20s and it's like wow uh it but you know it reminds me of all of us any as is kind of deep but just humanity as a whole you know i always say we need to like pause for humanity and more and more i think we need to pause for humanity all of us um i don't care who you are whether you know where you are where you're from what your what religion race gender whatever it is that you are i just think we need to pause for each other pause for humanity and create that that grace elegance kindness collaboration and um sense of compassion with every single human being that we encounter everyone beautifully spoken yeah i i do believe humanity's moving in that direction i and been called yep. out on that belief because there's plenty of ample uh, evidence in our culture today to, to point to the opposite. But just in a grand scheme of things, in a big picture sort of way, I think that, that we are inching in that direction. And yeah, there's some there's some blatant contrast to that right now, but I, th- I think it's just all all in service of moving us in that in that direction toward that direction yeah yeah kindness is kindness goes a long way. And you know, when you stop and pause, you know, and it's anybody like I think for me personally, one of the uh, you know I've had a lot of moments in my life where um, out of the blue, people will come up to me and and say something and, and not necessarily negative. In this case that I was going to talk about, it, it's really positive. But well, my dad had just passed away, and um, I was up at the grocery store um, here in Maine getting and I don't know what I was getting. I can't even remember. But I was standing over the pears, and they were beautiful pears. But I was crying like crazy. <laughs> And just one of those moments, I guess. I don't know. I just completely lost it. No idea why. There was no significance of pairs with my dad or anything. But I I was crying. And this um, older lady, um, about my height, about about 5'3", on a big hair day, came up to me and she goes, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, yeah, actually you can. And this was (laughs) pre-COVID. And um, she said to me, which of your parents has just passed? And I said, how do you know that? She goes, it's just unmistakable. Oh. And I said, yeah, my dad just passed like three days ago. And um, she gave me the biggest hug and said some words to me and everything like that. But I've gone up to the grocery store looking for her so many times and I cannot find her. I have no idea if that was an angel or oh. what. I have no idea what, who that was in that moment. Um, but it was such a peace that came over me. It was like, oh, it's going to be all right. Oh, my gosh. One of those, oh, it's going to be all right moments, you know? Like, yeah, I have goosebumps and and I know that if it hasn't happened yet, that you are going to be any grocery store or wherever and you're going to be that angel for somebody because you're going to recognize that energy and remember that moment. And that's, I have goosebumps. Yeah. I love those stories. But that, I mean, that kind of, that kind of humanity is what I'm talking about where you, where you pause for other people rather than your rush and your impatience and things like that and the judgy zone. Um, sometimes people will be speeding through traffic and I'll be like, well, I hope they're, I hope everything's all right instead yeah. of what a jerk, 
you know, kind of thing. There's there's all these different responses we can have. And like you, I wish I, I, I wish for people that we would just pause for a moment and side on the positive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Beautiful. So that's truths. And you're you're saying that that one seems if you had to pick of the three, sort of paramount. Let's talk about heart because for those of you who follow this podcast, I think what Elizabeth is talking about here is what we call that distinction between listening to our vertical self and our horizontal self, listening to the voice of our ego versus listening to the voice of our our soul. And I I think in your uh, way of expressing that, Elizabeth, you're calling it uh, maybe not listening as much to your head and your rational pros and cons list, but listening more to what your, your heart is telling you. Uh, exactly, yeah, especially when you go into companies and banks and things like that, people are programmed to, you know, and, and with good reason, too, you know, they're making decisions that are thinking decisions and things like that, but sometimes that thinking doesn't translate well into um, our work life and our home life and our school life and our whatever kind of life it is, that kind of that kind of linear, logical decision decision type thinking doesn't play well um, when really some of your decisions are more emotional based heart based even pulling in the truth based you know you can kind of feel when you're ready to when you're thinking about things I'll say well what does your heart say and I've had people go what in the world are you talking about and another way of saying it sometimes so people can kind of hear it is what does your gut say what's your intuition even then people will say I have no idea it might I know my bank account says I have $50 so I better not quit my job and follow that dream to be a painter you know kind of thing um, I'm gonna stay at this job and and there's that pull on us where we know we want to kind of like do something else we know that the possibilities are are out there but we aren't completely listening to our heart, our truths and our energy, our heart in particular to kind of go do that because we are probably like oscillating between, you know, a lot of times we don't make those leaps with our heart because we're oscillating between uh, what you know right now versus what you don't know might be the outcomes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, that's where change gets really tricky where you're going back and forth between the known and the unknown and kind of stuck right back and in my first book which was a hay house book called percolate i talked about that hamster wheel that you're you know you hear that now in self-help everywhere but that book is so old and i talked about just being like stuck on that hamster wheel all the time and um that's the hamster wheel of you know <laughs> no decisions are made ever <laughs> on a hamster wheel when you decide to step off of it and um, go into the fear of the unknown and, and do things. You know, you, there's a lot of things that can happen. But most of the time, what I find in my coaching practice is people are like, oh, why didn't I make that change sooner? Yeah, when they finally listen to their heart, for sure. Yep. yep. Yeah. And, and there's learning and failure and all things that come into place sometimes when you're listening with your heart. But... What a powerful thing it is. Um, you know, I know I, I was in full heart listening mode when I started Best Ever You, um, so much so that I had to kind of come back and go, what did I just do? Hang on, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I've had those moments where I've been in full heart mode um, a few times, other times in my life, like um, I got divorced divorced and remarried and um, moved all the way across the country from California to Maine. And those are big leaps of faith um, to make, 
Yeah. For sure. And big changes. So, yeah. But heart. Heart's a really good thing to listen to. I think it's just conditioning. And at this particular time in the evolution of humanity, nobody trains us in listening to our intuition. It's not something that's valued in the, the broader society, right? It's not often it's scoffed at. And I think it really just is a matter of practice. Anybody can develop that that alignment with that voice of their intuitive knowing. It just has to be something that you first have an interest in and then are willing to commit some some investment of your energy into developing it. And then it becomes just such a reliable compass to what you need to do next and where you need to be and go. Yeah, I love the way you put that. And to kind of bring some of that knowledge back into following your heart and following your intuition and things like that, I created an assessment that's on um, it's besteveryou.com forward slash change guidebook and uh, there's a free assessment you can take and I do this every year on my birthday actually I don't do this at the first of the year I do it on my birthday uh, which is in September which is kind of a, a good month to do like little evaluations and resets so if you want to pick September for, for doing that um, but it guides you through like 20 different areas of your life to kind of assess where you're at to kind of go with you know it's just like a good heart assessment but it's got that. a little bit of logic to it, so it helps both both trains of thought out at the same time. I'm going to do that. I'm a September girl as well. That's a, a Are perfect you? time When's to your do birthday? It. The second. When's yours? Okay. The 24th. All right. Well, that's cool. <laughs> September girls. I love it. September girls. Um, I'm going to do your assessment. That sounds beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's something I um, developed actually for my family. When my dad got sick, I'm like, okay, we need to just sort of, and it was, I remember being met with eyes rolled, honestly, when I first did this, my family was like, what is this? This is like a really emotional situation. And I'm like, yeah, but we need to really think about what's going on here because there's so many aspects of, uh, of this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, I, well, I just thought, you know. I bet other people might need this, whether it's a, the, you know, the club you don't want to join or, you know, you want to lose weight or whatever it is, you know, like changes that seem insurmountable to people sometimes, but with a little bit of guidance you can, you can do. For sure. I can tell the way you speak of it that your dad's illness and passing was a, a pivotal time in your life and it sounds like your family as well. Is there any, any hindsight appreciation for just the the deepening that takes place when when a family goes through something like that together or yeah um, yeah my first two books are a lot about my dad there's if you have a parent that's sick both of these books um help you through that and i think the percolate i think belongs in like icu waiting rooms um it's it's frequently used in icu waiting rooms um i think that i think that one of the most important things about um, like in my, I can only speak from my dad, you know, and, and, and the moments I had with him, <clears throat> we have 11 kids and all of us had different reactions to my dad being sick. Some people got scared and didn't want to deal with it. And other people were head on. I was one of the more head on kind of like, I don't, I live in Maine and they lived in Minnesota. So I got back as much as I could, but that's one thing I'm really thankful for is spending time as much time as I could with him. And one of the last conversations I had with him, which I'm really thankful I had, because a lot of people are regretting that they didn't have more conversations or any, um, was around Christmas time right before he passed away, the year before, like 2017 Christmas time. 
and I went back and I sat with him and he was actually, um, he was like, you know, yeah, great, here I am, you know, and he was actually in a, in a diaper and all these things and he just was, he was talking, his memory and everything like that, but he just body was failing. And he said to me, this is going to be the last Christmas I'm going to be around. Mm. And I was like, oh, that just sucks. And I believed him though. I, I truly, I could look at him and just kind of see that things were declining and I'm like, ah, you could be right. And so it was just a message for me to spend as much time as I could. Sure. Um, I know that's choppy and everything, but if, if, if there's somebody like that around you where somebody doesn't feel good or they're sick or whatever it is, it's time that you can't get back. Right. For sure. Yeah. Every single moment matters. And, and I feel like just in my joy school, for instance, so often when we've, because I have members who have been there for years and years, and when we've helped one another through these really crisis points in life that nobody wants to be in and, no. and nobody is seeing any value typically while we're in the thick of it, sometimes in hindsight there's a, a just a recognition of how important that was and how valuable it was. and. It, it, it can be the things that we don't want to happen, the things that are the hardest when we're going through them can sometimes in hindsight be really beautiful turning points in our, our soul's evolution and our, our personal growth. And our, yeah. yeah. Well, I think too that um, one of the things that I was able to do because I'm a pretty happy, joyful person is, is inject that into the situations uh, where other people were really, really, really stuck in grief sad. I'm not saying I didn't have my moments. You know, you trade off the moments for sure. But when you're tr like when you have a book like yours and you're trained in the topic of joy or gratitude or abundance or something like that, you have an ability no matter what's going on to kind of step back from the situation and look at it and uh, where you can bring as much that's the other thing, like bring as much it sounds really contradictory, but bring as much joy to a horrendous situation as you can. That's a really difficult, funky concept to embrace, but one that we did and one that my mom allowed. Um, I, I can remember a really bad day where my dad was trying to be weaned off a ventilator and it was just not happening and it was horrible and all these things. And I'm like, mom, we're leaving. We're, my you know, Dad's in good hands right now. He's with the nurses. You and I are gonna take a break from this for a little bit. And I took her across the street to Cole's, which I don't know who located the coals across from the hospital, but bravo, because who doesn't need, I always say the top floor of the hospital should be a bar, I don't drink, but whatever. And um, <laughs> across the street from every hospital should be a place where you can shop, because the stress involved was insane. And we went into, um, over to Kohl's, and bought, we did shopping therapy and bought sweaters. And when we went back into the parking lot of the hospital, we tied them around us as superhero capes oh. and went back in for the rest of the day. And, it, you know, it just, that kind of stuff where you can inject some amount of comfort and joy into the people extremely close to the situation. Um, because I'm a kid, you know, I'm a, I'm not a kid, I'm 50 some years old, but to him, I'm a kid, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a daughter. And so what I thought is like, okay, I'm a daughter, but my mom has been married to him for over 45 years. This mm. sucks. Yeah. And how can I help her through this? And how can I help it so both my parents don't die at once? 
because mm-hmm. I felt really, my intuition was, and it almost happened too, by the way, I felt like she was going to die if he died. Mm. Yeah. And that, that is the furthest thing from joy ever, right? Like, oh my God. And so I like stood guard almost mm. of my mom to make sure she didn't die after my dad died for months. Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. And that, that makes me feel like you're giving example to the the third of those three pillars, the energy. It was the energy that you brought to that situation yeah. that, that allowed it to, to be as, as beautiful as possible because there's beauty in, in our challenges and our grief. And it's tricky to find them. Yeah. Really super tricky. When you're in the thick of it, it can be really difficult. And so that's that's kind of what I want to um, bring to people is, is light sometimes on really tricky situations or light in those moments where you think you can't. Uh, you can. And you just need sometimes the right tools in your toolbox is what I kind of keep saying about it to navigate. And whether it's, um, I, I personally I haven't read a book as good as yours for a really, really long time. And I, um, I love your book, um, Thank too. you so much. Yeah, I do. I, I sincerely mean that I, I'm, I'm like, oh, now there's a really good book. Um, a high level book to talk about infusing joy into your world. And I can't think of a human being who doesn't need that. <laughs> Whether right? they know it or not, yes, I yeah, agree. Well, and that's exactly it. Whether you know it or not, you need these. You need these things. Um, you know, you need books about change. You need books about forgiveness. You need books about joy, gratitude, happiness. All these these words. And so I, I love it when people kind of pick a word and learn about the topic as much as they can throughout the year. It's so it's it it changes you. I love it. Can't that. hurt you. I love that you were the one who originated that. I see that everywhere in January. Uh, the choose your word for the ago. year. Wow. Word for the year, yeah. That's a claim to fame yeah. right there. I've done that many times in different groups that I've been in. That, that's yeah, beautiful. We, we love it. We've been doing that for like forever. Wow. Um, yeah, we've been hashtagging that about as long as I can think of hashtagging that. So I don't know if I was the originator of it, but we've been doing it a really long time. But it was good to see it all catch on. Like, yeah. oh, there it goes. Finally caught on big time. Human design is a system that offers profound insights into your inner self and how you interact with the world around you. Quantum human design takes that process one step further, allowing you to become the architect of your own reality. Join Dr. Karen Curry for Elevating Your Life Script, a weekend workshop where you transform your life by crafting intentional narratives, May 24th through 26th at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. While we're on this, you are a busy bee. You've got a thousand enterprises, it feels like to me, that you juggle and manage. And how did all that start with the Best Ever You network and all its different branches? Yeah, so um, so for a really long time, I was in the financial services industry, and I still am. I kind of say half of me is in the financial services industry, and the other half is in the self-help industry, personal development. Um, it's kind of always been that way. Um, when I got out of college, I um, had a job in the financial services industry, and I've just kind of always been that way. But um, best ever, you started um, our little one, our youngest one, who's now 22, um, went to first grade. <laughs> so cute. But I was like, okay, 
I'm going to get suited up and go back to work. And I did, and I, I was the vice president of a financial services firm, but it wasn't what I hoped it was going to be. You know, those moments you think, oh, this will be better. And it, it was worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Long story short, it wasn't any better. Um, and it didn't fulfill any great dream of mine other than what I did was I closed my office door and wrote down best ever you, best ever me. And best ever you is the name that kind of was the, the one that stuck. And I pretty much quit right on the spot, which was brave, bold, and my best thing I ever could have done. Listening to heart. <laughs> yeah, right from the heart, boy, but wow. And um, I came home, told everybody I quit my job, and um, marched up the street to a neighbor who I knew, kind of knew at the time, granted this is like 2007-ish, 8-ish. Um, she knew websites and um, a little bit and graphics and things like that, and she registered besteveryou.com for me, and I've since taught myself how to build websites like I do the website um, a designer does the magazine I do the radio show um, yeah, all that stuff you know it's just it's just been a great learning experience so so tell the listeners what all these different things are so you have a magazine okay. I've had an article printed in your magazine which yeah. is really fun yeah so we have you magazine which is a magazine that's been around for a while it's coming it came back um, last year in full force because um, it prints on demand and it's beautiful and glossy and gorgeous um, and HCI authors such as yourself contribute to it and you know we have all sorts of fun putting that together so that's you magazine um, it's a free PDF and a and a you, buy, you can buy the magazine, actually, if you'd like a printed copy. We have the, the Best Ever You Show, which has been around since 2010, which is syndicated um, pretty much everywhere where podcasts are. You know, iHeartRadio, Apple. Um, we just got approved to be on Amazon Music a couple days ago. Uh, so we're, we're everywhere with that. And that has 600 shows and going strong. Uh, after that many years, it's a really long time for a podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the website, I'm trying to think of all the things we have. Um, the other thing I do is I am a master life coach, meaning I train people to become life coaches. So if you, if you, uh, I work in connection with uh, Wainwright Global, and I teach their materials um, with a little infusion of best ever you materials in there too. Um, and I train people to become certified life coaches. Um, I do, yeah, just, this so, is me. This is com. <laughs> I was about to say, let's just make sure they have the URL for finding all of those things. Besteveryou.com is where you can yeah. go to follow up on any of those things Elizabeth just mentioned because she's got it all going on over there for sure. And, yeah, and we Leo, have a lot of fun. I know you talk about, Elizabeth, that there's a formula for finding success in all areas of our life. Is the formula the, the heart truths and energy? Or is there something else well, I'm missing to the I, formula? I think I think it's heart, truth, and energy. But really, the change guidebook is uh, ten points um, that that guide the guide the reader or um, the the person in class or whatever to learn how to navigate change. So from assess, choose, discover, grow, support, implement, accept, engage, master, and impact. There's ten points there to learn about, and that's really the process of how we uh, make change in either in changes that we asked for or didn't. Okay. And are there yeah. any any ones that you would want to go into depth with us to, to share a little bit more about them? Uh, let's see. So I'll, I kind of love the last one. Uh, I think it's important. So impact is the last one, the 10th one. Mm. Um, I think it's, 
the la- the whole last part of the book with um, which is tied into energy, of course, and those three points um, talk about aligning your energy. They're engaged, master, impact. But impact talks about the impact you can have on other people mm-hmm. um, at any level, at any moment, at any time. When you take a moment and understand at this point that your moments matter, every single nanosecond matters. Um, we're not entitled to time at all. Um, and that's a concept that I teach as well. We are not entitled to time. So anytime you have somebody who um, wants to meet you, wants to hear from you, wants to know you, wants to email you, wants to hear what you think, um, or if you, on the other hand, feel a strong, um, even maybe unexplainable reason why you need to impart your knowledge on them. (laughs) Maybe in that moment you see something in them that they don't see in themselves and you're going to be their boost and and change the course of their life. Who knows? But it's really important to understand the impact that we can have on people and how we as each other, you know, can really change the course of people's lives. I, I just can't even stress that enough. And so it's not as simple as you know, just navigating, oh, I want to lose weight or this or that, but um, showing people how, what you do. And and I, do, I just really think that we learn by sharing our stories or, or the personal details, the vulnerability and all of it. And um, in the book um, is um, Olympia Snow. Um, there's a couple um, people in the back of the book for impact, but uh, one of them is Olympia Snow. Um, and the other is Haley Stark. Um, Haley Stark went to high school with my son, my youngest son, Quaid, and she had a spinal stroke um, as a child. And, um, you know, in high school, she had a spinal stroke. And it talks about how she went on to navigate all of that. And she's now at Harvard. And she wrote a book, Tying the Ribbon How I Survived a Spinal Cord, cord Stroke at 12 Years Old and My Life Afterward. Mm. And just stuff like that. And like Olympia Snow talks about her impact, um, not in a political sense, because um, she's Senator Olympia Snow, um, but more from a sense that she was orphaned at a young age. And she founded the Olympia Snow Leadership Institute for Women here in Maine. And um, again, not political. She goes in and hires, like I was a leader leadership advisor. She hires people such as myself. Um, there's two of us. I don't know, older women, whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, women, to um, mentor youth in high school. And there's two of us for each grade and five girls in each grade who might otherwise not graduate. Mm. And most like most often they have something about them that's so incredibly exceptional, but their circumstances might prevent them from real success. And so we get in there and we mentor them to graduate. Mm, I love and that. And things like that. So you just never under you just never know how you as a human being can really help somebody else thrive. For sure. I like to give my listeners in every episode something to go take into their lives until the next episode, something to just hold in their hearts or practice. And I'm wondering if something else comes to mind for you or if we could uh make make this into the practice find someone that you can have an impact on because it's it's not it's like forgiveness work it's not necessarily for the other person though in this case it is definitely for the other person as well but it it does so much for you for your own energy your own vibration when you recognize that you're able to have that impact and help someone in that way 
Yeah, I think, and and don't look for accolades or anything like that. It, that's not what we mean by that. You know, it's a. I always say, random acts of kindness create waves of peace. It could even be random. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah, I love that. Beautiful. Well, you told me your your favorite of the ten points of change. I was going to ask if you have a favorite chapter. I don't know if that's different or if it ties into your favorite of the ten points. Um. It, well, the, yeah, the chapters are named the points. I kind of like the, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny. I'm going to go to the first one then. Um, I love assess because, you know, I think without knowing, you know, we talked about that a little bit earlier, but there's a there's that assessment that you can do on your birthday, and that whole chapter is about kind of like getting a, getting a pulse on the situation or getting a pulse on where you're at in life. Um, maybe it's different areas of your life. Sometimes in coaching, I'll just do like six areas of your life and have people – um, you know, like rank them from like one to 10 or two to 10, no zeros or, you know, any real low scores. Um, and, and it's telling, um, especially if you share it with somebody else and say, you know, look, this area of my life is great, but this area is, could really use some improvement. How do I merge the two? And you kind of take a look at maybe some of the skills you've got going on in this area and apply them to the other areas of your life. And so I really think that that comprehensive success or comprehensive well-being is more than just like what you weigh or what you eat or how you work out it's it's your mindset it's your energy it's that heart-based thinking it's all right it's your authenticity it's all those things that make us comprehensively well mm-hmm. that are in that assessment so i think it's a really a really powerful place to start whether you accept everything (laughs) as a different creature but at least you know if you're willing to go there and not lie to yourself and take the assessment you have a really powerful moment and then if you're willing to even crank that up a notch and share it with someone such as myself or you and get some guidance around it it's it can be really pivotal Mm. hallelujah sister I hear you. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad I met you. <laughs> Back I, you know, the one you. thing since I, I um, it's funny, I, I shared with you earlier, you know, sometimes um, I would say overall the thing about me in my life is sometimes my confidence goes down and up and all around, just depending, you know, a little bit like that. I've learned as I've gotten older, I'll be 54 soon, to not do that. But I, my life was that way for a really long time. And, um, one of the people that always gave me such great confidence in myself was my dad. And my mom and I look at each other and we'll say, oh, our complimenter is gone. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? That <laughs> it's cute. And um, you've got you've got kind of an energy of, about you like my dad had, like with the Amen sister and everything. It's really cute. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm going to rub that in. That's making me cry a little bit. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, very sweet, but thank you. Yeah, it, you're very. I love it when people are just easy to meet and they and you feel like you've known them forever and you're supposed to meet them. It's great. Yeah, I so love that as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there anything else on your heart that I have failed to ask you about and we haven't touched on before we have to go? Um. No, I just, I, you know, I love being an author. I appreciate everybody's support and so forth. And then I have a new book coming out in April. The Success Guidebook is coming out on April 23rd. We tried to make it um, all like 242424, but it didn't quite work out because it's not a Tuesday. I guess books come out on Tuesday. So it's the 23rd. Um, and that's kind of a, a layup and a segue to the Change Guidebook. And I'm super excited about it. 
Me too. So it's in pre, it's in, it's up in pre-order mode already. So yay! Beautiful. Glad. Yeah. Glad you had the chance to share about that. Y'all have to look for that. Yeah. Well, but thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. it was oh, really fun. I've loved it. I've loved every second. Listeners, go go be that change for somebody. Go go hold someone in your your mentorship or your thoughts or your compliments be that complimenter for them go make a difference in someone's life and that'll be your home play for these uh two weeks until we meet again i love you all i love you elizabeth thank you everyone be with you soon bye-bye deepest gratitude and love to you my beautiful listener tribe with representation in 30 countries all across the globe i'm so honored to spend this time with you If you're wondering about my online events, my books, joining my Joy School community, all of that is waiting for you at lisamccourt.com. I look forward to connecting with you there. Much love. Angel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.